Well, hello, and welcome back to Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So I will be winging this episode today. I chose to not write a script, but this episode is all about me opening up about my mental health. And I just want to give a trigger warning for anyone who is really uncomfortable about hearing the topics of trichotillomania, anxiety, depression, and even a little bit of eating disorders, then I suggest you probably sit this one out and not listen to it because I go into depth about how I've experienced a little bit of this. And yeah, so... I don't really know where to begin because I have dealt with all sorts of mental health problems since I was growing up. In my bullying episode, I talked a lot about how I developed trichotillomania and gave you a little bit of backstory on that. But to just clarify, I want to just reiterate what happened in case you didn't listen to that episode. But basically, I was diagnosed with trichotillomania when I was in the third grade and I started off with pulling out my eyebrows and then eventually it led to me pulling out my eyelashes. And at first I thought, okay, I was just ugly. So if I just make my eyebrows smaller by pulling them out, then I would be prettier because apparently at age nine is when I was able to recognize my appearance and being able to make a judgment on my face. And so it became very, very obsessive and Then when it came to my eyelashes, my excuse was that, oh, my eyelashes are too long and I can't see because they fall down. And that was a total lie. (laughs) Eyelashes do not do that. So I started pulling them out and then again, it became very obsessive. And then I ended up starting to develop a little bit of anxiety. I'm not really sure what kind of anxiety was triggered, but I can tell you that When I was a kid, I think being bullied and being misunderstood was something that made me feel very anxious about and I didn't really know how to handle it at the time. So I saw a lot of therapists when I was younger. Even before elementary school, I apparently had a little bit of speech problems and now speech really isn't a mental health disorder, but just another thing that I felt like was wrong with me at the time. If you ever watch like my YouTube videos or even if you're listening to this podcast and I may sound something that sounds very odd or I slur my words or I say a word when I mean to say a word with a plural or I just use improper grammar, that is my speech impediment. So yeah, fun fact, I do have a little bit of a speech impediment and my mom never really opened up about my speech problems all she would just say is like you just had something wrong with your speech you just had trouble with speech and I'm like okay elaborate please because I really want to know you shouldn't be embarrassed like I'm not embarrassed to know more I just want to be able to understand myself more and why I talk the way that I talk why my voice sounds a little creaky and high-pitched and not very appropriate sounding I tend to have volume control problems and people will tell me that I'm being too loud and I can't necessarily help it from time to time but besides that I think some of that did trigger or lead into anxiety when I was in grade school and then I know my obsession with horses was something that 
led to a lot of mental health problems where I saw therapists for. It's hard for me to just talk about my mental health from when I was a kid because even to this day, I still don't really understand it because my parents refused to give that kind of information to me. They refused to tell me the truth. And I knew that I had a hair pulling problem all when I was growing up, but I never knew what it was called until I got to college. My freshman year of college is when I found out that my hair pulling had a name. I'm sorry if you can hear my cat meowing in the background. She's very antsy right now. Give me a second. I'm going to let her out. Okay, sorry about that. Of course, after I was like, okay, let me go ahead and let my cat out. She stopped meowing. (laughs) Figures, right? So as I was saying, I didn't know about my trichotillomania or I didn't know about the term until I was in college. And I called my mom sobbing and I asked her, is the reason that I pull my hair out due to trichotillomania? And she said, yes, it is. So the truth came out and I said to her, why didn't you tell me about this? And she said to me, well, there's nothing to tell. And I said, what do you mean? If I have a mental health disorder, I have every right to know about it. And she basically said that there was nothing to share and that it didn't matter. And okay, let me go ahead and let my cat out because she is driving me crazy. So I've always kind of felt that was a little bit abusive of my mother. Um, mentally and emotionally speaking, my mom's always been pretty toxic. And the fact that she couldn't even tell me anything about me having trichotillomania, me having a speech impediment or me getting uncomfortable or the fact that she would get really uncomfortable when I would ask her about why I went to speech when I was a kid because it still impacts me to this day and I'm not going to see a speech therapist at age 29 and it's not because I'm embarrassed by it but I think my speech is something that I'm able to overcome and I'm able to be more aware of what I say. Sometimes I still mess up when I talk but I've, I've just accepted that I'm not going to be perfect when I talk. I'm going to stutter. I'm going to rewind my sentences. So for an example, I'll start a sentence and then maybe two or three words in the sentence, I will go back and I will start the sentence all over because I want to change up what I have to say. And that's not always necessarily a bad thing, but it can be a little bit concerning when you are constantly stammering on your words and it can make you sound like you don't know how to communicate properly. And sometimes I feel like I get judged for that when I'm in job interviews and I'm trying to answer a question and I will stammer over my words or I'll say a sentence and then I'll go back and restart that sentence all over. It's a little embarrassing. I'm very insecure about it, but I'm also very aware about it. And I think having that kind of awareness is a good thing and it's really important and it shows you that you are trying your hardest to be better and to communicate better. So as far as trichotillomania goes and struggling with that, it's been it's been a lot on me. So on the crown of my head, I have a pretty big bald spot. Now, it's grown in a ton and the way that I treat my trichotillomania because I have done many things to try to stop myself from pulling my hair. I have 
taken a couple of medications, some SSRIs. I have taken oils. I've tried the rubbing method where I will just graze over my hair. Anytime I have an urge to pull, I'll just touch it but not pull. And that's been a way to try to control the pulling. I've tried wearing hats. I've tried wearing scarves. And that hasn't done anything because I could easily take the hat off and start pulling. So the biggest way that I have found to treat my pulling is to wear hair extensions or wigs. Now, I will say I don't actually have a wig, but I do have a closure. And what a closure is, it's kind of like a wig, but not really. It's basically a hair extension that is pretty thick. It's five by five inches and you lay it on the crown of your head and it will cover it up. So that's what I use to cover up the bald spot. And when the bald spot is covered and sealed underneath the closure, it prevents me from pulling and it allows the hair to grow back. And that has been so helpful for me to be able to protect my hair. And then when I'm not wearing the closure, it can be a lot easier for me to lose control and start pulling again. So it's really important that I have that spot covered up so I can't pull on my hair. I know my cousin also has trichotillomania and I know she just will go ahead and shave her head. And I applaud her for that because that is a whole new level of confidence that I just don't have. I am so scared to shave my whole head off and I guess I would feel really insecure about it. I think my cousin does wear wigs from time to time and I always could wear a wig. Um, but to me, shaving my head is just something that I'm not really ready to explore. I, I don't want to ride that journey. To me, that journey, that's just not a journey that I want to take for myself at this time. But, you know, I give her the props for her finding a method that works for her and I think that's important is finding something that works for you and that it's going to help you. And there comes a lot of shame and stigma when it comes to trichotillomania. People are going to make fun of you for it. They're going to judge you. I cannot tell you how much judgment I have gotten from my peers and from my family for pulling my hair out. My parents will say, just stop pulling your hair out. And it doesn't really work like that. They will say, well, you're not even trying. If you tried, it would stop. And it really pisses me off because they will never understand what I'm going through. There is no cure for trichotillomania. And this is something that I have to live with for the rest of my life. And it has made me so insecure about myself. I would love to not be able to wear hair extensions ever again. I would love to be able to just rock my natural hair to not have to worry about whether there's to, to not worry about whether there's a bald spot in the back of my head where I can feel like the wind blowing on my scalp and knowing that my bald spot is being exposed to the public. It is something that I've always been very, very insecure about. And I will say that I am really glad that a lot of the guys that I have dated have been very understanding and accepting that I have a small bald spot in the back of my head. Some of them say, well, it's not really not that noticeable. 
And that's nice and all, but to me, it will always feel noticeable. It is something that will never go away. Like that bald spot will never fully grow back because I have damaged my scalp in some parts of it where hair cannot grow back. That's how serious it's gotten. It just sucks. And I really wish that I could afford like hair restoration, but that's just completely out of my budget right now. But I will say hair extensions has been the best thing for me to treat it. And while I wish there was a cure for this horrible, horrible mental health disorder, unfortunately, there just isn't one. And this is something that I've just had, I've just have to accept. There are some days where I won't pull, but the days that I do pull, I can tell you a lot of it comes from anxiety. And I'm going to get into my anxiety in just a second, but I notice that I pull my hair a lot if I'm watching TV or if I'm at my computer if I'm sitting in one space and my restlessness will get to my head. I'm sorry, that didn't sound right. And my restlessness will cause me to start pulling. So that is when I do a lot of my pulling, but when I have my closure there, I'll end up pulling the hair off the closure and sometimes a lot of the closure will get damaged and I'm able to kind of disguise it and use makeup to cover up the bald spots on the closure, but I would rather have my closure be damaged and have makeup all over it than have my actual hair being pulled out and then having to wait months upon months for my bald spot to grow back. So for anyone who's dealing with trichotillomania, I really encourage you to look into hair extensions or wigs as a treatment because it will really prevent you from pulling out your hair. And now, of course, I'm not a licensed psychologist. I'm not a therapist who can diagnose, but this is something that has worked for me. And of course, and and of course, just because something has worked for me, it may not necessarily work for you, but I have met other people who have used hair extensions and wigs as a treatment to get them to stop pulling and as a way for them to get their hair to grow back as quickly as possible. So it could be an option worth exploring if you have the money for it because I know hair extensions and wigs can be very, very expensive, especially if they're made out of human hair. And I only wear human hair extensions and I personally recommend human hair extensions because you can add heat to them, you can wash them, and they last longer. So that's kind of my trichotillomania in a nutshell. I still struggle with it and I really am glad that it's gotten a little bit better over the years in terms of growth, but there will always be a part of my scalp that will show in the back of my head and I still have to wear a closure. So let's kind of talk about anxiety. I am not sure when... I was officially diagnosed with anxiety and kind of when I became more aware of having anxiety, it had to have been either in middle school or high school. Because I was so young and naive in elementary school, I didn't really know much about mental health disorders or even what anxiety was. I mean, I knew what depression was, but I definitely didn't really know what anxiety was. Sometimes I always wondered if 
my family was kind of a cause of my anxiety and how I was treated. I think some of it had to have been environmental. I I really don't know. I don't know how I got so anxious and why I always am struggling and having a ton of intrusive thoughts. I don't ever want to share my intrusive I don't ever want to share my intrusive thoughts because they're pretty dark and they make me upset just thinking about them. But I just want to say if you have intrusive thoughts, please know that there's nothing wrong with you at all. It's normal to have intrusive thoughts if you are struggling with a lot of anxiety and you know that you would never act upon your intrusive thoughts, which is why they are called intrusive thoughts. But I think every single day I have intrusive thoughts and they're very scary. They're very dark and I've never talked about them with anybody because I'm afraid that I will get judged or people will feel like they're no longer safe being around me because they think that I could act upon them. And I haven't really gotten a chance to talk about intrusive thoughts with my therapist yet. And I want to say that I have started seeing a therapist. I started using Teladoc about a couple weeks ago and it's been really great. And what also makes it really great is the fact that I'm being able to seek therapeutic services for free because my sister's boyfriend's company was acquired by Teladoc and so I'm his dependent for the service and so that's a great blessing for me because let's be real I can't afford therapy at the moment because I'm so poor but anyway yeah intrusive thoughts is something that I deal with on a daily basis and it comes from my anxiety and I have a really hard time managing my anxiety um I let my trichotillomania be a way to break that barriers of anxiety even though that's still a very harmful habit to do to myself i cry a ton i've had panic attacks a couple of times um stress really gets to me and it makes my anxiety a lot worse and i just simply feel trapped So that is pretty much just how I've been feeling, especially with the fact that I haven't had money the past few months. So I know I've talked a little bit about this on my Instagram stories and on a recent YouTube video of mine, but I mentioned that in November, a job that I had that was was contract-based laid me off and it's left me poorer than dirt than ever. I mean, 2020 has been a tough year in general and it has really broke me. I can tell you I have never felt so mentally broken in my life because of all the hardships that I've faced where I've lost two jobs, I've gone through three different apartments, and I dealt with a small tiny heartbreak I mean obviously I've I've gotten over that and I'm drained and my anxiety and my stress has been so bad that it's caused me to be very tired it's caused me to not be as passionate with content creation and 
when I say that and how it affects my content creation, I'm not making as many TikToks as I should be. I am maybe posting on Instagram two to three times a week when normally I post four to five times a week. I haven't been able to leave my house lately. I have so much free time. You think that with all of my free time that I would be keeping myself busy and doing things that I never got to do when I had a job that was keeping me so busy for eight hours of the day. And I just choose to sit on my bed and watch YouTube videos or to sleep. Sometimes I will work out and lately it's impacted me so badly that I've fallen off the wagon with my diet and my exercise regimen. I've only been working out about two to three times a week when I'm supposed to be working out six times a week and I'm supposed to be eating a little over 15 calories and my coach hasn't been able to adjust my macros at all because it's affected my diet. So the stress and the anxiety has gotten so bad for me that I don't want to say that I have an eating disorder. Sometimes I wonder if I've had an eating disorder in the past, but I can tell you that I've never had a good relationship with food. And when I'm on contest prep, I am so laser focused. I'm able to concentrate on what I'm putting into my body. I get excited about doing my workouts, getting it done, and then moving on with my day. And I love that that's a part of my life that I can enjoy and work on for myself to better myself and my health. Because I want to be healthy. That's important to me. Especially when I don't feel like I am healthy. So I was talking about my ther I was talking about this with my therapist and she said she doesn't specialize in disordered eating and that I probably we need to go to a nutrition and Teladoc does have um nutritionists that you can see. But I really want to know if I do have an eating disorder or maybe just a small one because I'm only eating three times a day when I'm supposed to be eating five times a day. I can barely fit in my meals. I'm not getting hungry anymore. And I would say November through beginning of December, I was, you know, always looking forward to my next meal a day because my metabolism was burning through my meals so quickly that I was getting hungry again, but I had to wait a few hours. So that hasn't been happening the past couple of weeks. And I think it's just because not having money has been very tough on me. And I feel like even if I do get a job, even when I do get a job again, I know that's not going to be the answers to my problems because there are still other things that go on in my life that still really bother me. Because even when I do get a job again, I'm scared. I'm terrified. Will this job keep me employed? What if this job lays me off? What if this job fires me? What if I end up disappointing this company and, or the company ends up not being like what I thought it's going to be and I don't like it and I'm unhappy and they realize that it's a culture misfit and so they're just going to fire me. I'm so terrified to get a new job and this is like one of the reasons as to why I really want to work for myself and to keep pushing and pushing with my YouTube channel, with this podcast, with my OnlyFans because I won't have to worry about getting fired or laid off and losing all those sources of incomes. 
But again, I'm, I'm not there yet to be a full-time social media content creator. And this is my reality. I have to accept what I've been going through and I have to make the most of my situation and be realistic about everything. I have been very, I have been a little bit depressed. I will say my depression comes in waves. Um, so some days or months, maybe even years, I will be regulated or I'll feel regulated and I'm able to kind of push my depression aside and not let it get to me. But I think 2020, with it being such a dark year in my life and having all this shit happen to me, it really took a toll on me. And I've talked so much about what 2020 was like for me. I don't need to go over it over and over again. Y'all kind of get the point. But I just want to let people know that, you know, you're not alone. It's okay if you're still hurting, if you're still feeling scared and tired and burnt out from 2020. I know we're only still early in 2021 right now, but I'm still hopeful. I've always been a very resilient person, and I don't know how I've been so resilient and how I've been able to overcome so much. But I just want to say that I'm glad that I'm getting therapy. I'm glad that I'm getting the help and that I have somebody who is able to help me work through my problems, who's able to help me deal with my toxic family and try to build a better relationship with them. Even sometimes when I feel like it's not worth building a relationship with, but they're my family and this is just kind of my reality where I need to try or make an effort in some point or at least like I feel like I do. Yeah, so... Sorry, as you can see, like, I'm kind of uncomfortable talking about this, and I do apologize for all the weird pauses and all the ums and the likes. This is a hard thing for me to talk about, and I just want people to know that if you're dealing with anxiety or stress, well, stress isn't really a mental health disorder, but anxiety or depression or even trichotillomania, you're not alone. You know, I hope that you've been finding ways to cope with it and it's okay to be burnt out it's okay to be tired it's okay to give yourself a break self-care is so important and i can tell you that i haven't been good with self-care like i used to be i was so on top of my self-care game maybe earlier in 2020 when things weren't as terrible for me, I mean, they were still terrible, but they weren't as terrible until like maybe September rolled around. But I'm really hoping that maybe once I have a little bit of money again, because I know money is something that has made things very difficult for me. When you have crippling debt, it really gets to you. And it really, really makes you feel like it's controlling your life it makes you feel like any dollar you spent your bank account is yelling at you saying what are you doing you're not supposed to be spending money you need to pay off this debt even though I'm paying bills and groceries it's nerve-wracking um I keep telling myself everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay I've always tried to be a very optimistic person a positive person and I still am going to try to be as optimistic as possible I am realistic 
I think it's, I think it is, um, possible to be a realist and an optimist at the same time. So, that's really all I can do. Guys, I'm doing my best. And I'm glad that I have this podcast to talk about stuff like this. And to just kind of be more vulnerable about mental health. And I know I'm not a professional. I'm just kind of saying what's on my mind and how I've been feeling with everything. And what I am just trying to do to get myself into a better headspace so I can work out six times a week again so I can regulate my diet again um, because I really do want to know if I have any kind of disordered eating that's something that is really important to me so I can start overcoming that because once I find out there's a problem I always want to be able to start finding a way to solve that problem or to fix things because I don't like it when there's something wrong with me. I also don't like it when people have problems with me. I've always been the kind of person who wants to fix things. So I think I'm going to kind of end this episode as I'm just kind of losing focus. And I hope there was some 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 substance to this episode. This is just me kind of just spilling my guts, how I'm feeling, no script. You hear a meowing cat in the background. <laughs> Such a professional setting, guys. <laughs> Anyways, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic. And if you're interested in sharing your shameless unapologetic experience and you want it to be heard on the podcast, I'll always do it anonymously, of course, but you can send that to shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at shamelessly unapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.